Hey guys, welcome back to the Big Girl Things podcast with Laura and Tamika. Today's topic will be three signs that stress might be ruining your relationship. In the beginning, it seems so easy to put everything aside for a new relationship. It's the most exciting thing that's happening and you're in love. As you mature together, life happens and life's stresses flood back in. One by one, our stresses bottle up and we've somehow ended up here yelling at each other about the smallest things, not having sex that often, and above all, missing how it used to be so easy to be happy together. The issue isn't that love has died or even accepting that this is just part of a relationship. It's not just part of relationships. It doesn't have to be this way. The issue lies in how we communicate with our partner and how we support each other during these stressful times. So in today's podcast, we'll be discussing three signs that stress might be ruining your relationship and what you can do to improve it. I guess stress is such a common thing in, in our everyday lives. Mm. Like as we as we grow up, like we've got more responsibilities. They're not just things that we can like sweep under the carpet and not think about. Mm-hmm. So I think that talk, like actually addressing how stress affects our relationships mm. um, is really important because often the people who we're most like close to and we care the most about often get whatever is left of us at the end of the day. Um, and that can have like some far-reaching effects. Like sometimes, you, like I mentioned in the beginning, they like we don't notice it until we start yelling at each other, and we're like, absolutely. "Oh, how did we get here?" Yeah, and when we're so amongst it, you're absolutely right. And we want to show up to be the best versions of ourselves for our partners. But, Mm -hmm. you know, with life these days, you know, we're thinking about, you know, parents that have, you know, they're trying to manage kids while the other partner might be at work. We think about our busy jobs, lifestyles. Um, There's so much going on that we we can't even account for. Um, And I think it's really important that we can be aware of some of these things that might come up, our stresses, um, and put in some strategies to, um, you know, to make things a bit better for yourself when you do get home and be with your loved one because it's so important um yeah so 100% and I was listening to this um this podcast somewhere I can't remember what her name was but she was saying that every time you feel stressed or like someone's done wrong by you Mm. it's usually that we've allowed other people to overstep our boundaries absolutely so really even not even just for the sake of our partners but even for ourselves because who wants to be stressed you know Mm -hmm. it's just it just happens to be that we're so used to allowing other people to affect us mm-hmm. that that's just become a normal sign. But it just, it really does take away from, I guess, it does shut us down. Like we do so many things in life to like compensate for that stress Yeah, um, that we're really not thriving in that way, are we? We're just getting, getting by day by day. It's so true. And if we think about like some stresses are absolutely out of our control. Like we can talk about some stresses that we can control. Um, look, an example could be at work, you know, between nine to five, something that I've started to put in place is I know that I'm stressed after work but hey let's put some boundaries in place that no I'm going to allow myself to be stressed during during those hours I can't control Mm. that but once I do finish work um that's it it's now time for um time with my my loved ones or whatnot but if we're thinking about things like um you know family issues or like COVID for instance this is absolutely out of our control Mm. um but it we can we do have a sense of control around how we respond to it um, so it's just being about aware of that, but we might get into some of the signs, Laura. Um, so one big sign, um, which comes up a lot in relationships, particularly mine, um, is being short, 
short-tempered or agitated, um, getting a little bit just short with your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I find, like I said, prior to um, probably the last month or so, I've done a little bit of work on that. I notice that when I'm quite stressed and coming home from work, I'm drained, it's been a big day, I might get a little bit short with Matt. Um, It might be something over the smallest it might be the smallest thing like, you know, Matt's left some clothes out or um, something like that that I wouldn't usually, you know, care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me to know that, and sometimes I'm not I'm not even aware, do you know what I mean? Like just because I'm so stressed that my – and it's about that emotional intelligence really. It's mm-hmm. about having that awareness about how your emotions are affecting the others around us. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's something that I'm just trying to be a bit more aware of. And emotional intelligence comes back into every relationship of our lives, that the way that, you know, the energy that we're putting out is going to be the energy that we get back in as well. Yeah. True, true. Um, for me, I notice, like, I don't get very – it doesn't go very far, my short-tempedness. Mm, yeah. Because it's almost like – at this point, now, I do catch myself. Mm. I notice that when I start – a sentence with a request mm-hmm. that's usually when I'm a bit snappy like yeah I'm just like can you pass me that yeah can you okay do this, please? yeah like just you've already had all of the thoughts in your mind you're like oh my god I'm waiting for him to pass the salt yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> you know, like, why haven't you picked up your things yeah and the minute I open my mouth it's like could yeah. you please like pick up your stuff or like you know things like that and I, yeah and I'm I don't know I don't like the energy that that I'm around as well so yeah do you do you realize that when you do it, like for me, I don't know, like when I respond in a way and I'm like, oh shit, that wasn't good. Like, do you know what I mean? Do you, do you find yourself sometimes aware of it, how it comes out after, like that it was a bit snappy? Yeah, I yeah. do. I do. And I'm trying to do that work on a, on a daily basis as well. Even when I'm not stressed, when I ask for things, I try to not just start with the request. I'm like, Hey, you know, even with the, Hey, if you don't mind, could you please da 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 da? And it becomes easier when I actually do get short and a bit stressed. Um, but what me and Pat have really done is we we start noticing each other's stress signs. So yes. Pat tends to get really quiet. He goes a bit distant. Um, and for me, I tend to I tend to seek validation. Okay, yeah. So it's more of like I'm seeking for validation. He's just like gone away somewhere in his mind. And then momentarily you do feel the energy change. And it's just like something just doesn't work, right? There's no love. There's no compassion. And so during that time, what we like to do is, I don't know about him, but in my mind, I'm just like, all right, drop what you're doing. Just pretend like Pat's not here. What would you do? Mm. You know, I kind of just like go on go on my way how do I manage myself what do I do to get rid of the short temperedness because like I don't know I've I grew up in a in a family where my dad was all bottled up with a lot of anger yeah and so every time he'd snap at my mom or every time he opened my mouth it would be a, a demand it would be snapping at somebody or a nasty comment so I get a bit sensitive towards that so I try my best to avoid it as much as I can mm. And yeah, I just am not a big fan of like when people speak really loudly and things yeah, like that. Yeah, well. I'm the same. Yeah. And and it is really confronting and it's not it's not a positive thing either. So I think I would explain it more in rather than short tempered, I think it's more agitation, like mm-hmm. being probably 
yeah, probably just a bit snappy or, you know, have having a, a response that you wouldn't usually, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I find it as well, it's not even just in, you know, relationships with my intimate partner, but, you know, I find myself at work and, and that's why it's really important to have um, a safe space to vent how you're feeling. So even if, mm-hmm. like, if we relate that back to, you know, our partners, um, you know, having a friend to talk to if you feel like, you know, you can't talk about these things with your partner. You don't have to talk about everything with no, your partner, yeah. but having a safe person to talk about these things, maybe it could be if you're coming home from work, um, you know, having a discussion about either with your friend or, or, you know, with your loved one, actually, just thinking about it now, just communicating what's going on for you so you mm-hmm. can – and then you can leave that, you can park that and then move on. Um, and what I was reflecting back on work is I found myself um, – I was in – you know, I was in conversation with some colleagues and, you know, I was – a bit stressed about work as a whole, but I I felt my energy be very negative, like, oh, you know, what's the point of, you know, um, you know, trying to solve anything. And I felt like I caught myself doing that. I'm like, there you go. Like there's that stress. And it really goes back to awareness, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. It's like in the beginning, I reckon this is where kind of, it kind of hurts our relationship a bit because in the beginning you're this ball of positivity. Your partner only sees you, the good side of you. And it's not that you've been perfect all along. It's just that you've had more energy to hide those things. Absolutely. And, and now the longer that you are together, you're more comfortable. You don't feel the need to like impress them as much. And all of these things come out. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm. However, it's good to be aware that we can all improve. Absolutely. We can all do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at it be better for your for yourself yeah you're not not so much for your partner not so much for what anyone else says and i guess we all we all will show up better as like better people during the day if we come home and we analyze our stress and be like all right this was what um affected me today and break it down and kind of sort it out yourself and tell yourself, I'm not going to make those mistakes tomorrow. I'm not mm-hmm. going to let this person step over me. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, I'm not going to take it personally. You know, like it's just a day by day thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just by that itself, even breaking it down, then you realize that I'm not angry at my partner. Yeah, absolutely. He's not the one that's causing me, that's causing me pain. Like, you know, he's, he's just him. Yeah. He's so true. And it's almost like they, they become our boxing bags, don't they? Mm-hmm, and they it's, it's, it's not okay. Um, you know, they're our biggest supports. They're always there cheering us on. It's so important that we can, um, we can give that back, but it's, you know, I think our partners are always, you know, they pick up on these signs as well, or, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're coming home stressed and, oh, they are a bit snappy. And something that I've spoken about, um, in our previous podcast is, you know, Uh, play like I think you know Mm. if I and it's about reading when that appropriate time is but you know if I come in a bit like or snappy Matt would be like oh you know um like say crack a joke or oh what's you know what's off your ass today what's going on and if he knows I'm serious he'd be like not in you know I'd be like not in the mood and Mm -hmm. you know he'd read that and really comfort me um but even going back to love languages Laura hey Mm -hmm. like you know what do you need in that moment um which we can talk about later but it's just so important about being uh, attuned to, you know, your emotions and, and how it is being, um, yeah, relayed to others around us, especially our loved one. 100%. Yeah. I think the next um, next sign would be that um, you would rather hide your feelings than share it with your partner. Yes. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm. Do, you mm-hmm. fe- do you think the 
that this is more of a sign that you feel your partner doesn't understand you or do you feel like this is just a sign of stress that you don't want to share your burdens onto your partner what do you think I, I think it could be a bit of both I think but if I've caught myself in that moment uh, just reflecting back on it I feel it would be I'm just over repeating myself like if it's the same mm. if it's the same stress to me which like in the past it, it, it could have been work or some sort of family issue I'd be like oh, I just feel like I'm repeating myself and at that moment I'm like I need to I need to take action I need to take responsibility for it you know mm-hmm. um so when I feel I'm like I'm hiding my feelings away um I think there could be you know a number of factors why that's happening and if you feel like you know your partner isn't listening mm. to you and I feel very fortunate and I'm, and I'm, I'm assuming you know you might be slimmer as well or you know have had times but I feel like I always feel like Matt would listen to me and support me a hundred percent. Um, I think for me, it'd be more like I'm too stressed. I can't even articulate or communicate my thoughts. I can't even gather them. So for instance, you know, if, if it's an afternoon, Matt would be like, Oh, what's going on? I'm like, oh, I just had a really shit day. Uh, mm-hmm. what happened? I can't even speak about it. I can't even, yeah. you know, and that would be my experience. Um, but that could be completely different for somebody else. Yeah. I'm keen to hear like, how does that come up for you? I think with them, it really depends on the person as well. And like, just to preface that your partner is not meant to be your punching bag. Mm. They're not meant to accept every negative thing that you spill spill out of them, Mm -hmm. uh, spill out of yourself. It's like, it is a lot as well, especially when you care for someone, when you listen to someone you care about and they've got all these feelings of hurt, someone's mistreated them, they're stressed. You can't help, but you want to just help them. Yeah. And, And sometimes it can be too much to spill every every stress or every hurt that we have onto our partner at the end of each day. So it's good it's good and healthy to have multiple sources of that um that comfort, companionship with friends, family, whoever it is. Absolutely. Um and oftentimes like as um speaking from a female's perspective, I feel like it's I find it quite difficult to speak to men sometimes. Like as all they do is they offer solutions. <laughs> sometimes I just want to talk about my problems. Absolutely. I've <laughs> I've been there and something I I could totally relate. And they're firing out things. It's like, no, no, no. I don't need you to solve my problems right now. I just need you to listen to me. Oh, okay. Is that what you need? Yeah. Yeah. Just shut up and listen. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think Matt gets to that point now. Um, but I, it is a masculine thing though. Like they are the problem solvers. They always want to come in and be the hero and fix things, which is beautiful. But it's mm-hmm. often not what we need. We just need someone to listen to us and, and validate our, our feelings, right? 100%. In the beginning, I, I didn't even know that this was a thing, that I just needed to be heard. Um, so I was only after reading um, that book, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. Yeah. That really gave me an insight to the male and female biology of how we – address address issues in our life women like to talk about everything yeah when we're happy when we're sad when we're stressed we just like to talk and when we talk about things we kind of solve our own problems as we go so sometimes all we need is just like a a supportive uh, friend somebody that's like Mm. oh i see yeah you know you've been you've been doing a lot yeah like you know, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. And you're like, yeah, I do feel this way. Actually, I should stand up for myself. When we start solving our own problems and we're like, walk away feeling actually better, better about ourselves, you know? Um, and sometimes it's difficult to understand what you're feeling if you don't know the signs, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I never knew that I just needed someone to listen to me. I always felt like, 
why do you keep giving me solutions? Mm. Why, why don't you, you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you care? Yeah. Um, and so it's not, it's not your, if anyone's feeling that way, it's really not your fault. It's just, it's just part of understanding how you as a female, how you as a male actually approach stress and how we deal with things. Whereas males in a very different way, when they're stressed, they go into their caves. Yeah. Um, they don't talk. They just say, nothing's on my mind. Nothing's bothering me. And I've learned to like, I guess out of all of this, what I've learned is if at the end of each day, like if, if me or Pat, we're feeling stressed, take some time apart, you know, do your own healing, work with yourself, be with yourself for a little bit. Like, and that's what it is. Like a, um, like a relationship isn't two lives being one. You're still an individual. Exactly right. We still have to grow as individuals. Otherwise it's, it's just going to become a codependent relationship and, we don't realize that step by step, step by step, we're going to that unhealthy dependence mm-hmm. on each other. So yeah. I think yeah. small things every day, they do matter how we deal with our own stress, how we um, take care of ourselves, make yeah. ourselves happy. We can't always rely on our partners for that That's as exactly well. That's exactly right. And, and going back to what you're saying about, um, you know, sometimes a lot of the time men don't communicate, you know, how they're fe- feeling. And this mm-hmm. can be, you know, at times for us as well but if we're feeling like this and why we feel like we can't communicate how we're feeling mm. we need to you know develop that empathy for our partners because they might be having the same thoughts yeah, and yeah. a big part of it is that um that fear of being vulnerable you know showing that vulnerability and um you know when we think about the masculine energy they don't want to do that they they shy away from these feelings they've always been taught you know you've got to be strong you know you can't um express how you're feeling because that that's quote-unquote weak um so it's about really thinking about how can we comfort our loved one to share these um these thoughts and feelings as well and and normalizing that for men and women because we can't just categorize and say men don't share their their feelings i think Mm -hmm. a lot of the time us as women can feel like you know, scared to say, I'm actually not doing okay. And I think that's a huge part and something to really recognize. And I think we're getting better at it as a, as a society, but I think um, we still need to do a lot of work on it and really normalize, um, you know, knowing that a lot of the time people, people aren't okay. And that's, you know, that's okay. What can we do to support that? What I found is really um, helpful is to learn how to express that I don't know what I'm feeling yet. I'm just a bit stuck. So some, like for example, like there was a while ago, I was a bit, uh, felt a bit rejected um, by Pat and stuff. And I, I didn't want to share it. I like didn't know what the feeling exactly was, but I didn't want to lash it out at him um, and say things that I regret. So when he came home, I had all this, you know, as I'm, sh- I'm sure most girls have this, um, have been through this before. We'll have arguments with our partners that they don't know about, <laughs> you know, be going on the whole day. And by the time they come home, you're so angry at them. You're like, how could you do this to me? And they look at you like, hey, honey, how's your day? I'm like, don't you know what I'm angry about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I've learned to let him know that I'm not in the mood right now. I've got something on my mind. I'm really upset about something. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to share it with you yet. I don't want to hurt you, so I just need some time alone mm-hmm. to figure it out. Um, and and we've um, me and Pat, we've done this, and I feel, I don't know, it just works for us, and I thought it would be worth sharing, mm-hmm. um, that when I do come out of my little shell and I do figure it out, um, I always put it in ways that 
um, of self-reflection instead of blaming the other person of like, oh, I'm angry because you didn't do this. I'm angry because that didn't happen and you didn't do this for me. It's not helpful. It's not helpful, but more of in the way like I feel a bit rejected. I feel a bit lonely. I feel a bit abandoned. I don't like these feelings. Mm -hmm. Would you give me a cuddle, please? Yeah, exactly. And I love that because no one can tell you you are or you are not feeling in a certain way. Mm. If you express how you're feeling, not blaming somebody, but I'm feeling this way, Um, this is what I need. I think that's really important because there's there's no point of us saying like you did this you made us that's attacking mode already mm-hmm. and even thinking about um how we do respond to stress if we're thinking yes. about you know our, in a way of compassion either. it's not not and everyone does have a different stress response and if we talk about um you know our um fight or flight or freeze response mm-hmm. you know everyone has a different way and us you know going into attack mode that's that's our fight response and everyone could be different so if we're going to internalize you know our thoughts or, or shy away you know that could be um that could be a completely opposite um approach and we just need to be aware of that and um think about how we communicate our stresses and um in a way that's not um attacking to our loved one it's just not helpful is it no it isn't um to just to like um extend on this point i know we're taking a bit longer on this this second (laughs) one but what i found really helpful with um I can't for the life of me. I can't remember who's written that book, but the um, the men from Mars and women of Venus. There's a chapter in there where he teaches you to write a love letter. Yeah, love letter to your partner. So that's more of expressing your feelings to them. Um, so what this letter is, there's a couple of sections. It's um, anger, sadness, fear. So you kind of write, um, I'm really angry that you've. Um, you've forgotten to pick this up for me. I feel like you don't care and you don't respect my needs and wishes. Um, I'm fearful that I'm not important to you or you don't care. Um, things like that. And at the bottom, which is the most imp- most important part, I feel is writing a love letter to yourself in in terms of words that you'd wish your partner, how, how you'd want mm. them to respond. So, for example, writing, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I didn't mean to forget it. I just had a really busy day. I really love you and I really want you to know that, that I still really care. Mm-hmm. I hope you can forgive me. And and there's two, three, a couple of things that you can do after writing that letter. One is you can just read it out to yourself and not give it to them. Second one, you can read it out to them. Um, and the third one, you could get them to read it to you. After I've tried this and it... I you told you, me. It was, yeah, it was magical to hear it. Like, it, mm-hmm. it was um, it was amazing. It's such a powerful thing to do if, if someone is in that moment and feeling like their partner isn't isn't giving them what they, they feel that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really beautiful and I would recommend I haven't read the book yet. I've already heard a lot about it, but I look forward to giving it a read because, yeah, you've already shared so many beautiful points mm-hmm. in that and it I think it, um, yeah, like I said, it's very powerful. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess let's move on to the third one. The third one's a bit, <laughs> a bit. Um, well, I guess it's a bit taboo when to to talk about this topic. Everyone just feels a bit like, oh, should we not talk about it? But it's really important. The third sign is, um, is stress affecting your relationship? Is that you barely have sex together anymore? Mm. What do you think about this one, Tamika? Yeah, and I think um we had a bit of a conversation about this in our last, well, maybe second last. Uh, episode before this one um Mm. with the boys where we're talking about you know sex and I think 
Oh, I would, I'd hope our podcast starts to break a bit of um, break away from that a little bit where we can't talk about sex because yeah. it is a it's a big part of relationships and people can't it say is. it's not and we need to speak more about it. Um, this happens a lot and it happens. You know, we go through stages within our relationship. I'll I'll be quite honest. Like from you know the day I met Matt to now, like our our sex life has changed. You know, over time, and I think it's understanding that stress is normal and sometimes. You know, I think it might be about picking, not picking, but like thinking about the days of the week or, you know, certain times where you might not be as stressed. So for me, like I'm not going to be in the, in the mood straight away mm. um, after work when I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so full. And I think it takes, um, and, and we've spoken about this, Laura, it takes time to really settle down, you know, whether that's Matt doing something nice, you know, a massage. I think you sent me a podcast last week that I listened to and it was just beautiful talking about some of these strategies that we could do mm-hmm. to get our body into, you know, relaxation mode and to be in a state that we are ready for intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, look, I find myself, I'll be quite honest, and, and Matt's found that too, that when I'm stressed, oh, I, I just can't, like I cannot be in the mood and it takes a lot more effort. Mm-hmm. But for me as a partner, I feel like it's it's my responsibility as well to do that work on myself because I don't want to show up like that. Sex is really important to me yeah. and I really want to put in the work for me. So um, if I identify that within myself and I'm like, oh, gosh, it, like, it, you know, it's been a bit longer than what I'd usually, it'd usually be to have sex and be like, okay, what sort of things can I do for myself to get me in the mood? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that once I get into it I'm like oh, it's the best thing ever but it's just about getting yourself to that stage um and yeah I've really found I've really found that as well what have you what are the couple of things that you've done that help like, yeah I think it's you know doing some of those relaxation things so calming um something which is probably taboo for people to think about but I think for yourself you actually need to explore what feels good and I think you need mm. to um you know, please yourself in certain ways as well. Like when you are, when you do have the time, like, you know, take your time to really get into that moment and be intimate and, and pleasure yourself and find what works for you and, and what gets you into that state. Like we can't expect to be like, bam, let's get into it. Um, and to communicate that with your partner. So for Matt, um, you know, he knows that, you know, I might, uh, I, I enjoy like a massage or, you know, doing a lot of that foreplay and, and things like that beforehand. Um, but I know that I need to completely switch off. It might be, okay, I'm going to put some, you know, nice music on. Um, so do these really nice things that can put me in a calm state. Um, so even just thinking about it, you know, like your whole body starts to, to relax and gets in that mode. Because if you're your brain is just so full of you know chaos or stress or things that you need to get done you're not even going to be thinking about sex you know you'd be halfway through you're like oh shit I've got to do that like that is I'll be honest and vulnerable like that has happened to me before and Matt your partner is aware like they can pick up on that energy and if you're you know you're not in that state um it's not like you that's really disheartening for your partner as well because they really want to please you and, and they want it to be a good time and if they know that you're not present um it can really take a toll yeah i think a lot of the time like um women like i wouldn't blame wouldn't blame this on us it's just somehow the frequencies that we've accepted over the years the images what we're um, social media even porn and like the what you call that 
the messages that all these sexualized women are showing us mm-hmm. is that we need to perform for men. Yeah. And we need to be these sexual objects that are, you know, hot and sexy, do this, do that, do a lap dance or whatever. And doesn't nobody really talks about how we we ourselves enjoy sex. Absolutely. So sometimes I've noticed this is only something recently that I've realized is that it's not that I don't want to have sex sometimes. Some it's just that sometimes when I think about it, it almost feels like work. Yeah. Like all right, I've got to do this. I've got to okay. I've got to get myself together. You know, it it doesn't feel like pleasure, pleasure anymore. Yes, mm-hmm. it's still good, but it's so muted down mm-hmm. um, that no wonder I don't feel like having sex sometimes when I'm stressed because of course. I feel like I've got to put up this facade and yeah. be exactly me. Yeah. Um, but only recently after doing that, I've I've shared that with. Uh, with Pat a little bit mm. like just that bit of communication and say I really love to explore together what how I feel good as well I'm hoping that you'd be able to help me yeah sometimes it's difficult by ourselves mm-hmm. it's and it's much more fun doing it with a partner as well not that one replaces the other mm-hmm. um, but just, just being in tune with your body learning to calm down like you said slow down and understand what you need. And sex can be so healing as well. Mm-hmm. It's a type of bondage. It's a um, part of letting go, being vulnerable. And that's something that not that we'll carry with us, not just during sex, but with our relationships, with people, just to be able to share, um, share our expectations and say, hey, um, feel like having a good time today, you know, like, how can we do this together? Mm. What do we need? Um, I'm feeling a bit stressed. I'd love for you to, could you please help me calm down? Could you help me de-stress? Yeah. You know, just learning to communicate that being however you are, whatever you're feeling is completely fine. And asking for help is not a sign of weakness whatsoever. Absolutely. And I love that. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that I love about Matt, that he's really good at that. Like Mm. he really, like, if I think about, you know, when we are having sex and he knows that I'm stressed, he'll like, he'll really help me calm down. Like he knows all the cues and things to do to really calm me down, um, which is really, really beautiful. But also going back on that, that if you are stressed, it's, it's okay that you don't want to have sex. And I think it's really Mm. okay for your, um, and Matt's never pressured. He's, you know, but I'm also aware that not that I have a responsibility, but I feel like, there comes to a point where you're like, okay, this is not okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you can say, oh, look, I've had a, you know, big day today. I'm really not in the mood and your partner will read that. But if it's becoming a regular occurrence and you're like, nah, something, something has to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, there could be like, there's been times where I'm like, I haven't been in the mood, but I'll be like, like I'll help pleasure Matt. And like, and that's okay too, I find. Um, but there's, yeah, I think it's just being aware of that and, and knowing when it does become a, a regular occurrence, where, mm. what kind of things can you put in place to, um, yeah, to get, um, yeah, to, to get a hold of that and, and take action with that. Mm. Yeah. There's, um, there's a podcast that I really like to um, suggest, like our listeners listen to, and I'm always out for listening to new podcasts and opening my mind to new perspectives and awarenesses and things that I can work on myself as well. Because sometimes our feelings, our reactions, the way we, we expect things is so deep rooted into us that we don't realize why we're doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it becomes very difficult to even change our behavior, mm-hmm. you know, because we're so emotionally attached. So the one podcast that I've been really 
uh, enjoying listening to. They talk about um, the femininity. They talk a lot about sex, love, and magic. So yes, that's the one that you forwarded to me, and I'll yes. definitely recommend after listening to that. That was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I really love the content. So the podcast is called Love, Sex, and Magic. Definitely go have a listen to it. She's got tons of beautiful um, guests as well on the podcast that share their opinions. So. Um, yeah, definitely have a, have a listen to that. I guess to wrap up the podcast today for us, it's been quite a lengthy one, but I think it's a couple of things that do need to be addressed. Absolutely. nowadays uh, when people are spending more and more time together with because of the lockdowns and stuff, we need to learn how to manage our stress healthily. So if there's one thing that you can let the um, our audience take away today, what would that be, Tamika? Mm, I think it's absolutely just being aware of your emotions so absolutely develop some emotional intelligence knowing what what you're feeling and how those emotions are impacting those around you so even just for a second like just just sit there be mindful be present with yourself and okay what am I feeling um and you know and doing some work on that because even if it's on your way home from work if it's you know doing some journaling in the morning just to know what kind of energy you're um presenting with for that day to just know how you're showing up and how that's um that might take a toll on your loved ones um yeah it's probably something that I would um yeah I would leave the listeners with what about you Laura um, I'd say, um, if there's one thing, uh, like I've listened to give it, give a go <laughs> is if you're working away from home or if you've been working from home, set a time where the work ends or set a time where your duties in and then take like allocate 15 minutes for yourself. Like even if you're at home, I don't know how this works with parenting, but I assume you just tell your kids, mom's going to be busy for 15 minutes. You know, after 15 minutes, I'll be right with you, but I just need to take this time for myself. Or even when you get home, maybe go for a walk around the block. Absolutely. Take um, some time. Yes, yeah, I agree. Re, reconnect with yourself and just yeah. take a breath. So important, isn't it? Doing mm-hmm. that work on ourselves. Mm-mm. Absolutely. Alrighty, Laura. Thank you so much. Um, this has been a really nice one. It sounds like our listeners are really loving the relationship topics. Yeah, 100%. Um, we'll be definitely doing more of those. Yeah, love that. So, guys, once again, if you are interested in specific topics, if you have any feedback for us, um, give us a shout out, Laura. Um, if you want to give the listeners our links. Yep, so you can find us on uh, Instagram. That's at biggirlthings underscore podcast. And if you've enjoyed this podcast or find it helpful in any way, please share it with your friends and family. It's It'll be so awesome to have more people talking about more positivity. Um, and as usual, we always welcome your messages and any comments that you might have. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Bye.